What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bats presented by Prize Picks. I'm your host, Chris Meany. Thanks for taking the time to hang out on the Mayo Media Network. Two games on the ice this evening. Going to break them down in a little bit with a few DFS picks as well. But I wanted to talk about Prize Picks just for a second. If you're just new to Prize Picks, check them out, prizepicks.com. Use that promo code MMN, 100% match deposit of up to $100 when you use that promo code MMN. Prize Picks is awesome. If you're just new to it, check it out. Like I said, prizepicks.com, multiple sports, which is super cool. I mean, you can get involved with the over and LeBron, maybe the under and Patrick Mahomes. When Tiger Woods gets back playing golf, we can take overs and unders with him as well. And of course, hockey. And that's what you're here for, I know. No sharks. No mass multi-entries. It's just you and the projections. It's simple, over or under. You can pick anywhere from two to five players. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. You can download the app at the App Store or Google Play. So I have a few picks for you today. I'm going to present the prize picks play of the day, talking about two hockey players. There's only two games, so even still, with just two games, several options to choose from over at prizepicks.com. So the scoring is simple. Three points for... Uh, a goal, two points for assist, half a point for a shot. My strategy also going to be simple. I'm going to be taking volume shooters. You get a solid floor there. They find the back of the net and you're well on your way. So two players I'm taking a look at today, David Pasternak and Braden Point. Let's start with David Pasternak. He's been in the lineup for two games now. He's played 20 minutes in each of those games. So he's fresh. There's no need to worry about his ice time being limited. And he looks really good to start the season. He's got two goals, three points, and 12 shots on goal. And if you look at last year, 48 goals, he averaged 3.9 shots per game. So there's a solid floor there as well. And this is all about the matchup for me against the Philadelphia Flyers. You look overall five on five numbers per 60 minutes. They've allowed 31 shots per 60 minutes at five on five. That's the sixth most in the NHL, 2.6 goals against that's a top 10 mark at five on five, 24 scoring chances per 60 minutes at five on five, also a top 10 mark and 33 shots per game allowed overall the third most in the NHL without their top defensive forward again tonight in Sean Couturier. So I like that top line. Give me the over 5.5 for David Pasternak. The other guy I'm taking a look at here is Braden Point. His prop total is set at four against the Detroit Red Wings. This is mostly about Detroit, but also Tampa Bay as well. I mean, Point has hit the score sheet in six of seven so far this year. He's got three goals and eight points over that span. At least two shots on goal in every game this year. So a nice floor there as well. 23 shots overall. The Red Wings, the sixth most goals allowed per game so far. And the worst penalty kill in the NHL. We know how talented Tampa Bay is on offense. So you look at this lightning team, top 10 in shot attempts, shots for goals for expected goals, number one in high danger chances for number three in scoring chances for they get on a power play. It's game over. So give me the over on Braden point and David Pasternak use that promo code M M N hundred percent deposit match of up to $100. Check out prizepicks.com. So with that out of the way, two games, as I mentioned, let's bring in, we got the Griff Dog DFS, Griffin Swanson here to break down a couple games. What's going on, Griff? A whole lot, Meanie. Uh, I was talking with Matt before I hopped on here. Been uh, pretty spoiled these first three weeks of hockey out here in Denver. Growing up in northern Minnesota, hockey season usually means mm. snow on the ground, about a high of zero degrees Fahrenheit. It's been mid-50s, low-60s out here in Denver, so got the windows open, got the door open, got all the games on, and no complaints here to kick off the season. 
Yeah, no complaints either. Definitely some snow north of the border where I'm at. So uh, it's something that I'm definitely used to. Are you familiar with prize picks? Pretty cool. Something I didn't say off the top. I mean, you don't have to get both games right. There's a couple different options. You could have the power play where you have to hit two. I'm pretty confident in these picks. So I'm, that's that's how I roll. I'm going to go all in with the power play. But you could do a flex play where, you know, if you take the over on point and Pasternak, you just have to hit one of those. If you get both, you get two times your payout, but you just have to hit one. Are you with me on Pasternak? Maybe not so much on point. Steven Stamkos was available on prize picks as well. His was at 4.4. I just wanted to take point and get, you know, the lower projection. How do you feel about those players tonight? Yeah, uh, Pasternak especially, dude's been firing the puck in his first two games, already has two goals. Uh, certainly looks like he hasn't missed a beat since coming back. So I like that one for sure. You know, playing on that top line with Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, playing on that top power play, the opportunity is certainly going to be there. And again, this guy is not afraid to shoot the puck. I like point as well. I'd probably lean Stamkos myself. Uh, does tend to shoot the puck more himself. Uh, point more of a, a playmaker, but point still a good play either way. That top line in Tampa firing on all cylinders picking up where they left off since the bubble. So like both those picks, but yeah, don't sleep on Stamkos either. Yeah, get yourself involved with Stamkos. I think that's a pretty good call as well. Uh, yeah, Pasta, I mean, he just loves to shoot so much. The, it's 12 shots in two games is it's something we could see quite often from him the rest of the way, and that line is just lethal at five on five. So two games, as I mentioned, on the ice. We've got an early game here, early for you, 5.30 Eastern. So you want to get those DraftKings lineups set, get your picks in pretty early. Let's start with the Bolts and the Red Wings. We have Tampa Bay, heavy home favorites here, Griff. Minus 304. They're three and four against the spread. We have Detroit plus 255, six and four against the spread. The total five and a half. Uh, man, you got to obviously lay a lot of juice here with the Bolts. You know, you and I were chatting before we came on here. Detroit has played pretty competitive games so far this season. They've spread out their offense, you know, limited offense. That's what really what it is. They just can't generate too much. And they've they've mixed guys around here on different lines. Bobby Ryan has been a nice surprise. Tyler Pertuzzi has had a decent start to the season, but now he's going to be sidelined for the next four to six weeks with an injury. Are you laying the juice here with the Bolts? Are you thinking about them on the puck line? Like, How do you treat this game? Yeah, I'm looking more so puck line right now. Um, minus one, uh, one and a half. You know, it's not something I typically chase, but the Lightning playing at home right now against the Red Wings is interesting. Probably too much juice at minus 315 to, to lay them on the money line myself. Um, but yeah, puck line looks good to me. I mean, Tampa Bay has been very good at home to start the season. Uh, they scored at least four goals in each of their four games, have 19 goals in four games. So uh, they're playing very well at home. Like you said, this Red Wings team, I'm not 100% sure what they're doing with their lines. Uh, at least one through three. Looks like they're trying to spread out Larkin, Mantha, and Bertuzzi when he was playing. So I don't understand that. Would like to see Mantha play with Larkin a little bit tonight. But yeah, I'll, I'll take the Bolts at minus one and a half. Yeah, I agree. I think that's the way to do it. If there was multiple games, we can throw in Tampa in a parlay, kind of like what we've been doing with the Oilers against the Sens over the past couple of days, right? Heavy home favorites, but you chuck them in on a three or four game parlay and it just feels a little bit better. Anyways, um, I, I'm looking at some shot props here tonight. You mentioned Stamkos. He's used up a little bit, minus 162. Geez, he's bumped up. He was minus 155. Uh, about an hour ago, we're recording decently early here um, on a Wednesday. So minus 162, two and a half shots. 
Braden Point. I think I'm all in on Braden Point tonight, I guess. Minus 118 over two and a half. You're right. He is a pass first guy and he tends to just pass it off a little bit. And it is frustrating to watch that because he's so explosive. I don't want to compare him to Nathan McKinnon, even though these two played in the World Junior Championships like years ago and they just lit it up. But he gets a couple shots off the rush, right? It's it's one of those guys who is just so explosive. He can take it end to end. And if he gets in, you know, creates that chance into the zone. Sometimes he shoots it. You can get one or two shots per game, usually just off the rush. I like both of those guys, the over. Um Bobby Ryan, one and a half, but it's minus 240, so no thanks there. Dylan Larkin is somebody I usually consider, but he's always set at three and a half, Griff. That's a little high. It's plus 125. Yeah, I can imagine he's going to see a lot of Victor Hedman tonight as well. (laughs) Um, And and that's one guy I tend to avoid uh, playing on the blue line. But uh, Larkin has been surprisingly good here. And maybe I shouldn't use the word surprisingly because he is a talented player. But anytime you're rostering these Red Wings players or betting on them, uh, there's always some uncertainty there. So Larkin has been good. It looks like he's taken this captain uh, very seriously and he's played well trying to lead that team, but still a lot of missing pieces. Three and a half is probably too much for me for a shot prop for Larkin. It is plus 125, which is nice, but um, him getting four shots in this game, uh, I, I see that you know probably not happening more times than not. So probably not going to go there, but I do like the point call at two and a half over. Uh, they played seven games so far this year already, and he's hit that prop in five of those games. So like you said, he shoots off the rush, playing on that top power play opportunity certainly going to be there. You're looking for Stamkos, but that's not to say Braid Point isn't going to shoot the puck. So I like him at two and a half. Uh, there's a lot of juice on Stamkos at minus 162, but uh, probably a pretty good chance he hits the over at two and a half as well. So yeah, I'll, I'm certainly leaning more so on the Tampa Bay side of things. Uh, like you said, you know, Detroit's played better here than I probably anticipated to start the season, uh, but playing on the road here against the defending Stanley Cup champions, uh, don't have a whole lot of interest in that myself. Yeah, don't blame you. Yeah, I think you can get involved here with, you know, the fact that Tampa's so juiced up. Maybe if your book allows it, you just get involved with these shot props. So, you know, over at DraftKings and uh, there's so the point in the Stamkos or you can get involved maybe with the two points, right? A two point night for Braden Point is plus 175. A two point night for Steven Stamkos is plus 140. Those are two bets that I like. They kind of correlate one of the two, right? If Stammer's going to have get some points, you know, points going to be involved. You can't, you most likely can't parlay them together, depending on your book. If you can, uh, good for you, but uh, take a shot on both of these guys. I lean point here, the plus 175. Might as well go all in with him. First goal as well as plus 900, but you're, you're dead on. The shooter between the two is Stamkos and he is eight to one for a first goal too. If you want to get involved there as well. The second game tonight, the Flyers and the Bruins. We talked at length already about David Pasternak, minus 129. The Bruins, so home dogs here, the Philadelphia Flyers, plus 112, six and four against the spread, three and six Boston on the year. The total, again, five and a half, just like the first game. Do you have a feel here? Uh, I kind of like the over in this okay. game uh, right away. Uh, both they, they played twice already this year. Both those games finished above seven goals. Um, both those games were in Boston and Boston won both those games, six, one and five to four. So it looks like Boston has their number early here. Um, but yeah, I, I like the over at five and a half, um, both these teams, you know, s- scoring some goals to start the season above three goals, uh, per game. So I like that, uh, looking like now Philly's at three and a half goals in Boston at 3.11. So they're averaging over the five and a half mark right away. Um, but just looking at some of the history here already, 
Uh, seems like uh, these guys aren't afraid to score against one another. So five over five and a half looks good to me. Yeah. Is this a trend that's going to continue with the Flyers until maybe they get John Couture back? I know the Bruins have struggled to score goals five on five. You know, early on they did. And they've got Pasternak back that's going to really help them. But, you know, Sean Couture out of this lineup is an issue for them defensively, I believe. 100%, especially against that top line in Boston. That's not to say he would shut them down shift after shift because – you could argue that first line in Boston is the best line in hockey. Um, but with that being said, yeah, Couturier missing out here. Um, shutting down Bergeron is really big. One of the best two-way centermen in the league. And Couturier is him, himself too. So that, that's a pretty big loss for them. I think this first line kind of has their way tonight. Um, gets a lot of shots. Could find the score sheet pretty easily as well. Um, but yeah, I think you're spot on there. Anytime you have your top defensive centermen out, uh, that top line should get a little more opportunity. Yeah, they they are struggling defensively, I've noticed, because they're a team really the last year that they were tight, right? I mean, Alvinio plays this tight system, the style. You you got Hayes, who's a decent, you know, defensive center as well as Couture there, and you know, three lines who can score and they don't really give up a whole lot, but looking at their five on five numbers, they have struggled, you know, since Katori has been out, it's really been noticeable. So let's over to DraftKings and try to figure out where we're going to go here with two games. Going to probably have to be a little unique with our lineups. Let's start at the center position. We got Patrice Bergeron up there, Braden Point, Dylan Larkin, Kevin Hayes. Anthony Sorelli is probably one of those guys that maybe you can get involved with to be a little unique tonight. David Krejci in there, Robbie Fabry. Um, keep an eye on him. He was on the COVID protocol list. I believe he is good to go, though. Yanni Gord and uh, Coyle and Patrick to round out the center position. Are you spending up at the top with Bergeron and getting a piece of this top line in Boston? Yeah, I, I think either one of those first lines, whether it's the first line for Tampa or first line for Boston, I do want some exposure to that. Um, you know, a lot of people are going to ask, are they too chalky to play? And on a two-game slate like this, the chalk certainly does rise uh, compared to that of a 10-game slate or a 12-game slate. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to completely fade the chalk. You know, these guys are expensive enough to where we can put them in our lineup and then fill out the rest of our lineup with $4,000, $3,000 price guys. So I'm not going to avoid the chalk at the top. Give me Bergeron. Give me point. Um, these guys not only play big minutes, but they play on the top power play. And the wingers they got around them are pretty lethal as well. So, yeah, you're likely going to see heavy ownership on these guys, but that doesn't mean that we can't roster them. I'll get contrarian elsewhere. Would you think about Anthony Sorelli, 21 minutes in his last game? Uh, he's got seven points in the season. He's hit the score sheet in every game, but two, just, you know, getting a lot of ice time there, getting a little bit more PP time without Kucherov in this lineup and shooting the puck a little bit too. I mean, he's got four, three, two, one game against Columbus. He, he didn't hit the score. She didn't even have a shot on goal. I wonder if he even played um, three shots and then one and one. Would you consider him or is it just what you said, spending up at center, eating the chalk a little bit? Let's take the two, arguably the two best players on the ice tonight in Point and Bergeron, or would you maybe mix in Sorelli as like a little bit of salary cap relief? Did not, don't have any issue with that at all. Actually, both those lines for Tampa and Boston are intriguing uh, second mm -hmm. lines. Um, you know, they're, they're getting power play time as well. It's a great way to kind of pivot away from that first line. And maybe that's what you do is maybe you target one of those first lines and then go with a second or third line stack to fill out the rest of your lineup. Um, there, there's ways to get creative on these two game slates. And that's definitely one way to do it is targeting these second and third lines. So yes, yeah, really has been good, you know, averaging 9.4 drafting points per game. 
You know, if we're trying to shoot for three, four times value, it's not crazy to think that this guy could get 15 to 20 DraftKings points. Um, you know, doesn't shoot the puck as much as I'd probably like no. him to, but got some wingers around him uh, that can. Kalorn uh, can certainly bury the puck. And, you know, that, that's kind of what I target as well as where some of these wingers on the second and third line that are playing top power play minutes. Alex Kalorn is a guy like that. And I'm sure we'll touch on that in the wings. But yeah, give me some second and third line stacks as well. Um, really like that third line out of Philly. Um, you know, we got JVR who's been tearing it up to start the season. But yeah, there, there's a lot of different ways that we can get contrarian here. And uh, the second and third line certainly don't look bad. Yeah, they don't look bad. Um, and one of the better lines in Tampa's cup run last year was Yanni Gord, Blake Coleman, and Barclay Goudreau. I don't know if you need to get that crazy on, you know, potential two game slate here, but uh, this was a line that I was definitely attacking in, you know, when there was at least three to six games on the slate, but I do like Gord. He is interesting. If you want to get involved with maybe that second power play unit, like that's kind of the way I mentioned Detroit's PK at the top of the show is the worst in the league. And it was a, a bottom five PK last year too. So you can get Sorelli on that second unit, maybe Yanni Gord who runs the the point on the power play with Sergachev, maybe Johnson Sorelli Gord is kind of a unique way to, to build your lineups here. Yeah. You mentioned, the Flyers and JVR. What is going on with JVR? He's got five goals, eight assists on the season. He's he's fresh off a four assist game. He's got eight points over a four game point streak. Uh, looking like the JVR that got paid uh, a couple years ago. He's not at the top here in wingers, but he is four seven on DK. He's still a decent value. Pasternak eight three, Stammer eight one, Marshan seven six, Palat five four. So a huge drop off after those top three guys. Konechny, who was a healthy scratch the other day, still don't even really know why. Four nine uh, for Konechny there. Bertuzzi mentioned he's out of the lineup. Kalorn, Giroux is a nice value, but doesn't shoot the puck uh, a ton. Four three. Vorsek in there as well. Same sort of deal. Does not like to shoot the puck 4K. Anthony Mantha is a guy that really likes to shoot the puck three. And then we got Nick Ritchie, who I'd like quite a bit, Griff. Um, I think people are starting to slowly be on him, but I've noticed in tournaments, his ownership has been, has been low, really, for a guy who is on the first power play unit, right? Arguably one of the best power plays in the NHL. Even with Pasternak returning to the lineup a couple days ago, Richie was still on that top unit and he scored a power play goal. I mean, he's got four goals, eight points in the season. Three of his four goals have been power play markers. He's getting a lot of ice time, 18 minutes in back-to-back games, uh, shooting the puck a ton as well, which, which is something that I like. So who are the wingers that stand out for you tonight? Yeah, I mean, you look right at the top, the first four guys that are playing on that top line in Boston or playing in that top line in Tampa. So they're they're going to be expensive, but they're also going to be chalk as well. And so, look, I'm not afraid to go there. Um, all four of those guys right at the top, you know, basically kind of just tailor off of what we said about Bergeron and point, you know, playing top minutes, playing top power play, and all six of those guys, pretty damn talented. So if I'm getting away from that, yeah, like you said, JVR has been lights out to start the season, five goals, eight assists, 13 points in 10 games. Um, you know, the ice time is a little sporadic. Sometimes we'll see him only play 12 minutes. Other nights it's closer to 18. So, you know, that's one thing that you do kind of gamble on with some of these third line players is sometimes they just don't get quite as much ice time. Um, but Philly's been able to spread out the depth a little bit there within their top three lines. And that third line seems to be clicking right now. So he's one guy that I'll, I'll certainly play tonight. Um, getting some top power play minutes as well. And 
when a guy is hot, he's hot in the NHL. So uh, not going to fade that for sure. And then, you know, like you said, basically, um, Kalorn, Richie, those guys that are still getting big minutes, but playing top power play time and the low 4K range or even the high uh, 3K range, that is what's going to stick out to me. Um, Want to be chasing opportunity on a two-game slate like this. And that doesn't necessarily mean just getting on the score sheet. Are you blocking shots? Are you getting shot attempts and just ice time in general? So those are things that I certainly want to be targeting. Um, but yeah, again, just want to be targeting teams that can score. Boston and Tampa really look like they've been doing that to start the year here. Um, Craig Smith is another guy that's playing on that second line in Boston, has five points in eight games. So mm. The pricing isn't crazy here. It's going to allow us to, you know, pay down for some of these lower priced wingers while paying up for, um, you know, some of those top lines in Boston and Tampa as well. Yeah. Craig Smith is another guy. I, I believe Maddie, we may have given up his shot prop last week. I'm not sure. I've given out a lot of shot props over at FTNbets.com. Use that promo code Meanie or Mayo. Get, get yourself involved, but he's a volume shooter. Another guy, right? Three last game, three before, four before that, seven before. I mean, this is a guy who's put at least three pucks on net in five of his past six games and he's starting to get going. He's streaky. A lot of these guys are streaky. Just ask Tyler DeFoley, right? I mean, this guy may not score again the rest of the year unless the Canucks are on the schedule, but a lot of these players, uh, once they get into a bit of a groove, they start feeling themselves a little bit. Uh, and I think he's one of those guys. You're right. There is a lot of value here where we can take some of these top guys, get involved with that top line in Tampa or that top line in Boston and maybe just take a little bit of value with these Flyers guys who are feeling it or Craig Smith or Richie in there as well. I got this weird feeling about Tyler Johnson tonight. I don't know why. He's not a guy that I usually play, but at 3-2, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. And then Joel Faraby, who's on that explosive line that's been great. He's uh, fresh off a hat trick. I know people will be chasing him a little bit, but eight points in 10 games. He's actually a really good player. Yeah. So I, I don't don't think that, you know, what he did was a, was a fluke. And he had the, the big game too, the opening night in the NHL. He hit the score sheet. I think he had three points, four points. He had uh, three assists and then some time on the power play as well. It's a creative power play. I mean, both teams uh, are really good at power play. It seems like we're not going to pick one Red Wing tonight. As we move over to, to defense, there is one I, I guess we could in Philip Heronic at 4K, but what are you hoping for? You just hope he blocks a bunch of shots. Maybe he can get some points. He does have six points in 10 games. He is a, um, a contributor on the power play. I don't think a lot of people know. I mean, he had more power play points than Morgan Riley, for example, last year. It's, you know, I know that. Tyson Berry stepped into what Riley had done over the past couple of years, but he logs a lot of minutes, gets a lot of ice time. Uh, I'm not saying it's a play for everybody out there, but you may have to get a little unique if you're entering multiple lineups. Hedman 7-4, hard to squeeze in, in my opinion. Provorov 5K or 5.5, McAvoy's 5, Sergachev 4-1, Hironik is 4, McDonough 3-7. Shane Gossespierre was 2-5 last week. He's 3-4. He's getting power play time. He's got a point in four games. He has at least two shots in every single game as well, and at least a block in every game. I think Chernick, Eric Chernick, is back in the lineup tonight. Eric Gustafson getting a little bit of PP time as well. He's got five assists in eight games. Where are you going on defense? Yeah, so um, I actually probably won't be afraid to pay up for Hedman just because it will allow us to, you know, get some exposure outside of those top two lines in Boston and Tampa. And I, I think we could still probably play one of those top lines with Hedman here. And then again, you know, the rest of your lineup is basically going to be low 4k, high 3k guys. And I think that allows you to get contrarian. So 
I'm actually not afraid to pay up for Hedman in this spot here. He's averaging 14 and a half DraftKings points per game to start the season. Coming off that con smite, this dude is, in my opinion, the best defenseman in the NHL. So he brings offensive upside, um, can block shots and plays anywhere from 22 to 26 minutes a night. Um, but $7,400, yeah, that is expensive for a D-man. Next guy that I'm kind of looking at here is Charlie McAvoy. As long as Grizzly kind of remains out, looks like he's getting top power play minutes there. $5,000, even if this was a 10 or a 12-game slate, I'd probably still have my eye on him. Uh, he's not a guy that gets on the score sheet every single night necessarily, but that being said, he does have a point in five games straight here. When you're playing with top-end talent like Pasternak, Bergeron, and Marchand on that top power play, opportunity will certainly be there, and there's uh, no lack of minutes for this guy either. So I like Charlie McAvoy there at 5,000, and then I think you hit the nail on the head there with Gostas Bear at 3.4K. Um, you know, when we watched this guy play his rookie year, there were times we thought this guy is going to be lights out for years to come. And then he kind of just took a step back, you know, maybe just – Coming out of college, just had a little extra energy. And, you know, some, like I said, when hockey players get hot, they stay hot. And that's what we saw for him. But kind of fell off the face of the earth a little bit and uh, played played well here in the last four games. So that's the guy that stuck out to me. What was actually kind of crazy, in my opinion, is this guy got 50% of the power play time in their last mm. game over Provorov. I don't know if that's something that's going to continue going forward. I can't imagine it will, but... Well, that's the stats we have to go off of. And at 3.4K, that's a great low-end defensive option. Yeah, I think the only issue with him over the past couple of years was just his defensive game, right? And and you bring in Vino and it doesn't, you know, if he's turning the puck over, it's not it's not sitting well with him, right? There's no question. I, I'm looking at his, I mean, three minutes of power play time in the opener. He's had at least a minute in, in every game, 155 in his last game, to your point. Um, over Provorov so he's he's very skilled talented he can distribute the puck and that's what you know that's what I liked about him in his rookie years he just seemed fearless like you go end-to-end at any moment but just explosive on the power play yeah I mean I like the headman call it's it's hard to argue I'm trying to fit in point stammer headman and then you get McAvoy in there you spend down on Gossespear you're you really are going to have to get involved with some of those cheap values like we mentioned in the 4k range the the Sorelli's or the Smith's of the world are some of those flyers guys. Uh, but in goal, it's tough. Like you're going to have to spin up here. We got Vasilevsky at eight, two. I wonder if Curtis McElhaney will finally make a start tonight. They got back to back. It's not back to back nights, but back to back games here against Detroit. I mean, let's give Vasilevsky a bit of a break. Shall we? He's eight K Rask is getting the start tonight at seven, nine uh, heart is seven, seven. And then Brian Elliott is seven, five, but I don't mean, I don't think we're going there with Philly if we like Boston so much. So are you, what, what are you doing here in goal? Is it just Rask or whoever starts in Tampa? Uh, yeah. I mean, my only cause for concern rostering the Tampa goalie is no shots? how many shots are the Red Wings going to get? Right. I mean, realistically, it could be less than 20, right? Yeah. So that is my cause for concern. Yeah, I think Tampa gets the win here. You know, minus 300 something to win tonight. Juice is there. So if you're looking for purely just to get a win, I think the route is to just go with the Tampa goalie. Uh, but yeah, that's the question you got to ask yourself is how many DraftKings points do you really rack up against Detroit team that not much a lot here? Yeah. So I, I struggle with that. Um, I got to assume they're going to give Magdalene a chance here, but 
um, yeah, we, we, we don't see the P next to the name quite yet. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, $8,200, honestly, I think Vasilevsky should be closer to $9,000 on this two game slate. Pay up for the goalie is what DraftKings should have made you do. Uh, but we're getting them here at a discount, in my opinion. So, yeah, that's the safe road to go. Um, if I'm pivoting away from that, oh, man, that that uh, Boston-Philly game, like I said, it's been over seven goals in the first two games. Maybe you hope it kind of reverts back to more of the defensive style that Vigneault likes to play. And Boston is one of the best teams at not allowing goals. So just in general, they have that going for them. But um, that clearly didn't translate into their first two matchups. So, yeah, if you want to lean Rask or Hart, I, you know, that's probably one way to – Give yourself exposure to a lot of DraftKings points if it is. It does end up being low scoring, but I think the safe route is to just go with that Tampa goalie. Don't quote me on this, but I think I saw a stat from my guy, um, Ayer Prashant, who works at The Athletic, that Detroit is 0-24-4 in games where Jonathan Bernier does not start. <laughs> That's their like basically their last 30 games. They just can't win a hockey game when he doesn't start and he's not playing and he's hurt. So I know they don't have a lot of offense to, to back up any of their goalies or give them some support, but this is a team that's just, just really struggling. They just don't have the personnel, as you alluded to, try to split up all of their lines. And it's not ideal for them to try to find some offense, especially with Bertuzzi out of the lineup. Like I liked him. He was off to a decent start this year. So it's tough, man. I think I agree with you. I would just maybe take Rask or take Hart or Elliot and just, you know, risk it uh, a little bit. I, I don't think I'll get there with Vasilevsky or McElhaney. Maybe McElhaney, save yourself 200 bucks, but let's get, uh, let's get a sleeper or like your smash play of the day. Somebody who I guess one player you'll have a lot of exposure to and maybe one player you think will go under the radar. Yeah, so I'll start with the sleeper play. Um, on a two-game slate like this, we've talked about getting contrarian with second and third line stacks. One way to do that, I think, you know, as much as we've talked against them is maybe going with some of these Detroit Red Wings players, especially if you're talking GPPs. If you're playing cash games, you want to fade Detroit completely. That I'm okay with that. I think it makes sense. But if you do want to get a little contrarian, a little different with your lineups, going with a guy like Larkin and Mantha might make sense in a matchup like this. You know, they're very affordable. Larkin only $6,000 here and Mantha only $3,800. They're not playing on the same line together, but maybe this is one of those games where Tampa gets out to such a big lead that Detroit's playing catch up, which they are a lot of games, but maybe they just try something different. Uh, even if they don't play on the same line together, they do get top power play minutes. So that's one way that you can differentiate, differentiate your lineups on a two game slate like this. Now, if we're talking locks, um, I'm probably going to go with pasta here. The dude has been great in his first two games. Like I said, 12 shots in his first two games has two goals. It's obvious that Bergeron and Marchand are looking for this guy to shoot the puck on top of being really two talented players themselves. So I like this game going over five and a half, like that Boston first line in general. I'm going to have as much pasta as possible tonight. I like that as pasta. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe if McElhinney gets the start, maybe we should get involved with Detroit just a little bit here. I was just taking a little glance at his game log last year. I mean, four goals, four goals, three, 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 five, three, three, six, three, three, four. Like he allowed three to Ottawa last year in a game. So 
Um, maybe that's the reason he's not getting between the pipes to start the season. So I, I do like that, that call. I mean, if you're playing multiple lines, even if you're playing one, heck, a lot of people are going to have, you know, stammer or that top line in Boston. So being unique and trying to be creative on a two game slate is, is maybe the way to go here. But I agree. I think if you're playing one guy in all the lineups, for me, it definitely is Pasternak. And I didn't mention the, the shot props with Pasternak. I'm seeing here three and a half, but I don't have an issue, to be honest with you. Uh, it is minus 155. You have to get on that right away. But as I mentioned, 3.9 shots per game last season, 12 in two games. Bergeron is three and a half as well. It's plus money, but I'd rather go with, with Pasta. Kevin Hayes, two and a half plus 110 is interesting as well. Travis Konechny is somebody that I would consider at some point point, but uh, not tonight. Not for me. We take a look at just Pasternak, his shot. You can get involved with the two points. Like we said with, with Braden Point and Steven Stamkos, he's plus 165 to have a two-point night. Bergeron to have a two-point night is plus 195. The first goal, Pasternak. We're all in, guys, on Pasternak and Braden Point. Matt, you got a recap of the picks? Yep, you are starting to get on a bit of a heater, my friend. You oh, went maybe. five for six. On the last show, you hit the Pittsburgh money line, the Boston money line, Tampa money line, Montreal money line. You messaged me about the Flames' comeback at the end of the second period, and it <laughs> happened, just speaking it into fruition. Uh, the only thing you missed on was the Pittsburgh over. And if you tailed Meany's first goals, you did end up getting Suzuki, and I think the subliminal messaging from the last show with all of the <laughs> cop talk also happened there as well. So, uh, yeah, you're doing quite well, my friend. You are as well, buddy. You are on the absolute heater. So uh, maybe the luck is you know, rubbing off. It's uh, the show. Bit. It's the show. It's the show. Fair enough. Uh, Griff, start with you. You give the picks. Who's winning the games tonight? Yeah, so I am going to take Tampa Bay at minus one and a half, assuming we do get Vasilevsky to start. Like you said, it is It's something we don't know 100% yet. We do come to find out that McElhaney is starting then. I probably will stay away from minus one and a half there. But assuming Vasilevsky gets the go tonight, give me Tampa Bay at minus one and a half. And that Bruins and Philly game, man, I mean, I do think it could go either way. I like Philly back at home here, um, but it's still the Bruins money line for me uh, at, at on the road. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. I like Tampa. On the puck line, I usually stay away as well from the puck line. I know Maddie's a big puck line guy, and he's had success with the puck line so far this season. I will go Tampa, a goal and a half. Uh, I will admit, though, honestly, if McElhaney is in there, I may just go Tampa in the over. I just think maybe there'll be a little bit more offense there. But Boston, I do like. I like the call by you as well, over. So I'll just go Tampa, puck line, Boston, and the over. The first goals for me are Point and Pasternak. But, guys, like – grain of salt with the points, right? I, with the, sh- the first goals, it's just, it's, it's not going to happen every day. I know a lot of people are asking me for first goals and we've been successful here and I'm happy to see the screenshots. I hope they, they continue. Uh, but um, I think there's a better opportunity to get involved with maybe the shot. So two and a half shots for point or stamp coast, both of those guys, pretty solid. The three and a half for Pasternak. What I really do like tonight though, is the point two points plus plus one seventy five, and then Pasternak as well, two points uh, plus money there. So good luck. I know it's only two games. The guys will be back tomorrow. It's a full slate, lots of games. And I'll be back on Friday with Cam Stewart as well. So check out prizepicks.com. Use that promo code M. 
BetMGM.com/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash/slash